your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 232 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Today, I thought it might be fun to talk a little bit about the latest edition of Rangers Chalk Talk. There was an episode the other day, uh, two days ago, in fact, on Thursday, where Bill Pito interviews Alexi Lafreniere, Braden Schneider, and John Davidson. And it was really cool. It was really just a fun experience, a chance to uh, kind of get to know these players a little bit better, learn a little bit about where they came from, even learn about their favorite Halloween candy. There was a fun little lightning round that they did, and uh, just a good time. They both came off very well during it, I thought, and two players that we're going to have a lot of fun rooting for going forward. So I thought I'd just kind of give you the highlights, the biggest talking points, the biggest takeaways, if you will, from that interview. So the interview starts with Bill Pito kind of welcoming everybody in. Obviously, they do this virtually. They didn't have everybody in the same room or anything like that. But Bill Pito welcomes everybody that's watching the episode of Chalk Talk Live. And then they soon bring in Alexi Lafreniere as well as Braden Schneider. They go through a series of rapid-fire questions. These are fun, really just kind of lighthearted, talking about their favorite Halloween candies, given that obviously today is Halloween, and when this was recorded, we were two days away from Halloween. But Alexi Lafreniere, for what it's worth, he's a Gummy Bear fan. Braden Schneider, big Hershey's and Cookies and Cream kind of guy. Uh, they both said that the app that they could not live without was Snapchat. That's definitely something of an app for the younger generation, I would say. And then uh, as far as other languages are concerned, Alexi speaks French. That's actually his first language. He says he's getting better at English. I mean, to me, he obviously has an accent, but I think his English is just fine as it is. And then Braden Schneider, he says he's all English. And the other, here's a big takeaway from this for me, for sure, because with Alexi Lafreniere, with the last name, you know, you hear a couple different pronunciations of it, you know, throughout the entire draft process and even before the draft process. Uh, there's just different ways that people tend to say his last name. Bill Pito asked him about it. He said Lafreniere and asked Alexi if that was good. And Lafreniere confirmed that that indeed is the correct pronunciation. So I think we're good calling him Lafreniere going forward. I found this interesting as well. They were both asked what their favorite all-time movie is. And if you guys remember a few weeks ago when this pandemic first happened and all the sports leagues were shut down, we did a special crossover episode, the Big 64 movie bracket with uh, Gabrielle Starr of Locked On Red Sox as well as Javier Reyes of Locked On Padres. We went through that and determined the greatest sports movie ever made. It was quite the project, but also a lot of fun. But what I found interesting here is that Pito asked both Alexi Lafreniere and Braden Schneider what their favorite all-time movie is. He did not say favorite sports movie, and yet they both mentioned a movie that was in that bracket. Alexi actually said The Blind Side, which if I remember correctly in our bracket, got eliminated in the first round. I want to say it lost to Rocky II or something like that. Rocky II, that's that's a tough matchup. You're, you're going to have a hard time getting by Rocky II. But Alexi said Blind Side, and then Braden Schneider said Happy Gilmore, which I believe made it to either the Elite Eight or the Final Four. I would have to double-check that. I think it was the Elite Eight. I think Happy Gilmore went down in the Elite Eight. I wanted to vote it to the Final Four, but I got outvoted by Gabrielle and Javier. But it is what it is. So that was pretty cool just to kind of learn about their favorite movies. It's great to know also that... Uh, you know, the younger generation, Braden Schneider, of course, only 19 years old, and uh, he at least knows about Happy Gilmore, a movie that was, yeah, that would have been made before he was alive. So that's pretty crazy in and of itself. But great to hear that uh, kids still have good taste in movies. So anyway, 
Favorite song? Alexi said Rockstar by the Baby. I don't really know what that is. I'd probably know it if I heard it. Braden Schneider said New York, New York. Obviously, that's a good song to like when you're about to join the uh, New York Rangers. And this will make you feel old as well. Each player was asked about their favorite player growing up. Alexi Lafreniere said his favorite player growing up was Patrick Kane. Braden Schneider says Drew Doughty and Shea Weber. So, yeah, once again, that'll definitely make you feel old. These are guys that are still playing in the NHL. And uh, in, in the case of Patrick Kane and Shea Weber, for sure, still have a lot of good years in front of them. Drew Doughty, I wouldn't count him out either, but he has slowed down a little bit in recent seasons. And then uh, they were both asked, what are your hockey nicknames when you're on the ice? And pretty standard answers here, but Alexi Lafreniere goes by Laffy and Braden Schneider goes by Schneid. So that was pretty cool. They were asked, what do they like to do on their days off? Alexi Lafreniere, for his day off, he says he likes to go golf with his friends. I am terrible at golf, so I can't really relate to that. And uh, he sometimes also has dinner with them since he doesn't get to see them when hockey is in season. And then uh, Braden Schneider, he's a big fan of golf and fishing, but he said now that the winner's here, uh, he's more into staying in and watching movies. And to kind of just wrap this up, they kind of continue with these uh, rapid fire questions here. They both prefer music over podcast. They both prefer vacations over staycations. Alexi likes popcorn over candy. Braden, vice versa. Both say burgers over hot dogs. They both say Instagram over Twitter. And Alexi Lafreniere says Batman over Superman. Braden Schneider says Superman over Batman. And they both prefer the beach over the mountains. So that's kind of the more casual, sometimes non-hockey questions to get to know these guys a little bit better. But it was just pretty cool to hear them, uh, you know, just kind of go through these rapid fire questions, get a better feel for, you know, who they are. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein and energy bar that I have ever had. It's kind of hard to explain. You just have to experience it for yourself. It's got real chocolate, amazing flavors, and unlike a lot of other protein bars, energy bars, you don't need a gallon of water to get rid of that weird, funky aftertaste that sometimes comes with the other bars. It's just good, and it actually kind of tastes quite a bit like a candy bar. It has an amazing combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar. There are no crazy additives. And if you compare it to the most popular men's bar, Cliff, it is half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good and taste that good? I don't know. You just got to try it for yourself. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off of your first box at BuiltBar.com. Once again, use promo code LOCKEDON and get $10 off your first box at www.BuiltBar.com. All right, so getting into the hockey questions portion of this Chalk Talk episode here, uh, Alexi Lafreniere and Braden Schneider were both asked about the biggest challenges uh, for this upcoming hockey season, and they both said that it's the question of when the season is going to start. It's kind of difficult to know exactly, uh, you know, when obviously the puck is going to drop for all these different seasons and how much work they have to put in, how they have to pace themselves essentially for when the next season is going to start. So that's interesting as well. I assume that's something that all these players are going through, uh, not really knowing for sure exactly when they're going to be playing you know, when training camp is going to start, when the preseason is going to start, when the regular season is going to start, all that stuff is very much up in the air, very tentative. I know the NHL is trying to get going on January 1st, but we'll see if that actually ends up happening or not. Alexi Lafreniere was asked about the best hockey advice that he's ever been given. I thought this was interesting as well. He said uh, he was told to enjoy his time because it goes very fast and uh, just to enjoy your time with your teammates on and off the ice. And I just found that interesting because Alexi Lafreniere is only 18 years old and even he's talking about how fast his, his hockey career seems to be going by and he's yet to uh, even even play a shift in the NHL yet. He's just fresh off of getting drafted by the Rangers. So I thought that was interesting. And then uh, Braden Schneider was asked, you know, what kind of uh, hockey can the fans expect from him, basically? And uh, 
He said that the fans can expect someone who's going to bring his all on every night, will never quit, leave it all on the ice for himself and his teammates. And then that's when John Davidson joined the call. Uh, he This is about 15 minutes in, and it's funny because he called them uh, Laffy and Schneids when he joined the conversation because they had revealed that those are their hockey nicknames. And he also said that he had just learned that those are their hockey nicknames, but that he, he's not really that surprised by it. You know, the hockey nicknames, it's basically usually just a uh, shorter version of your name, you know, Laffy and Schneids. So there you go. They also took some pre-recorded uh, video questions. They started with a kid, uh, Ryan from New Jersey. He asked both players about their favorite pregame meal. Alexi eats pasta to give him energy for the game. And then Brayden said that he's a pasta and chicken kind of guy, but also said he got a little sick of it, switched to rice, shrimp, and beans for a little while last season. And as far as pregame music is concerned, they were asked about that from a different fan. Uh, Brayden Shire says he's into a lot of modern rap with an occasional rock song thrown in there every now and then. And Alexi says he's not usually the DJ, but he's not too picky with music. So, uh, you know, he'll go with uh, whatever, whatever his teammates pick. And then J.D., he chimed in, too. He said there's nothing better than Bruce Springsteen before a game. So you see the uh, the difference in age, the different generations being represented there. So I thought that was kind of interesting as well. Alexi Lafreniere was asked why he chose number 13. He says his two favorite numbers are retired, so he had to pick something different. And he also said that he was a fan of Pavel Datsuk growing up, and he thought 13 was just a cool-looking number. And Braden Schneider said he's happy to wear anything. It's funny with 13. So first of all, uh, Alexi Lafreniere has been wearing number 11. Obviously, that belonged to Marc Messier when he was here, so that number just doesn't happen to be available uh, for the New York Rangers. But uh, 13, you know, it's interesting because I can tell you right now, Alexi Lafreniere isn't very superstitious. 13 is one of those numbers, like, I'm not overly superstitious, but it's one of those things growing up, you know, I always played baseball, I never wanted to wear number 13, man, I'm just not going to mess with it, you know, because there's a lot of people who think it's an unlucky number, and so I'm just not going to touch it, but that's cool that Alexi Lafreniere, uh, you know, he looked at number 13, he says that looks pretty cool, and that's what I'm going to go with. I found this question very interesting as well. It was actually asked by a couple of kids in a pre-recorded video, but the kids asked both Alexi and Brayden uh, what sports they played when they were kids and when did they switch to hockey exclusively. And the reason this is an interesting question, even before we get into the answers, is because you know, these guys were both taken in the first round of the NHL draft. So I, like a lot of people, uh, curious to know, you know what sports they played, what kind of led them on this path to being selected in the first round of the NHL draft. So Alexi Lafreniere played baseball growing up. He said around 13 or 14, he had to choose hockey over baseball. Thinks it was a good choice, and uh, I would definitely have to agree there. And then Braden Schneider was originally from a town of just 2,000 people. He said he played softball. I think he played softball. The video feed kind of cut out for a second. It sounded like he either said soccer or softball, but I'm pretty sure he said softball. He also ran track and played hockey, and then when he was 14 or 15, that's when he switched to exclusively playing hockey, and then JD also chimed in. He says he thinks it helps your athleticism if you play a variety of team sports and not just hockey growing up, and uh, teaches you how to be a team player playing all these different sports, and then also thinks tennis is a good conditioning sport. And then both players were asked to compare themselves to a player who's already in the NHL. Alexi says he thinks he's a little bit like Miko Rantanen, a big guy who can play offensively but also play physical, and uh, thinks he's a good player for him to kind of model his game after. And then Braden Schneider said Shea Weber is a bigger defenseman who skates well, gets in guys' faces, tough to play against. And uh, Braden kind of joked at the end that he's working on his shot a little bit, thinks he has a little way to catch up with Shea Weber, which he probably does. Shea Weber, of course, uh, one of the most lethal slap shots among NHL defensemen in the entire league. And that was pretty much about it. You know, they asked some very basic questions, but I thought both players came off very well here. They both came across as very likable. They both seemed very relaxed. They seemed like they genuinely had fun answering these questions. They didn't just give total stock answers the way some athletes do. They had some fun with it. Uh, even the quirky questions like favorite Halloween candy or, you know, favorite pregame music. It just seemed like they had a lot of fun answering those questions and just starting to get to know Ranger Nation a little bit. 
they both just came across as very mature, very likable, and just the kind of players that you want to root for. And I mean, for me, I don't know about you guys, but after seeing this interview, I don't know how many of you saw it out there, but you can definitely check it out on the Rangers YouTube page. But it just makes me look forward to next season even more. Uh, Alexi Lafreniere, pretty certain to be in the opening night roster. And we'll see when Braden Schneider ends up making his Ranger debut. But this was awesome. Just a really cool chance to get to know these players. They both seem to be mature beyond their years as well. So that's always a good thing. So the interview continued with just John Davidson. They said goodbye to Braden and Alexi at this point. We're about 25 minutes into uh, the event, and we got about 15 minutes here to go. JD talked about how the team is planning on January 1st, since, you know, that's the date that's out there right now. But he acknowledged that there's a lot of uncertainty. You could end up with a shorter training camp than usual. Could be a shorter regular season than usual. I... I still remain very skeptical that they're going to play a full 82-game regular season. Obviously, we will see what happens. It's not completely out of the question. But JD talked about this, and it's an impression that I came away with as well from watching this interview with both Alexi Lafreniere and Braden Schneider. JD believes both these players have leadership value. And again, after watching this, I would definitely tend to agree. You know, there are no guarantees, but both of these guys seem to be wise beyond their years. They both seem to have a good head on their shoulders. And so he thinks, you know, they could contribute a lot in the leadership department going forward. This is not the first time we've heard this about Alexi Lafreniere. We all know about the ridiculous video game numbers that he's put up in the QMJHL. We all know about the ridiculous upside, everybody calling him a generational talent. There's nobody on this planet who thought that anybody other than Lafreniere was going to be taken number one overall. But we also have heard a lot about his intangibles, you know, the leadership, the competitiveness, the drive to win, the enjoyment of playing under the bright lights. And... We haven't heard quite as much about that regarding Braden Schneider, but it's cool to hear that, you know, J.D. looks at him in that light as well. He thinks he's somebody that could develop into a team leader in due time. Now, obviously, he's still very young. He's probably not going to start the season on the Ranger roster, but in due time, he'll eventually be a contributing member of the Rangers and somebody who might even lead the way. Who knows? Maybe years from now, one of these guys is wearing a C or an A or something like that. Uh, and even if not, you know, there can still be additional leaders in the in the locker room other than just the captain and alternate captains. But JD kept talking about the team's offseason. He acknowledged that the Rangers were fairly quiet in free agency. He did talk about the I guess, controversial signing of Jack Johnson. I mean, they didn't call it a controversial signing, but I know that it had a lot of Ranger fans in an uproar a little bit. And to be honest, you know, it wasn't uh, my favorite thing that the Rangers have ever done. But you got to keep in mind, again, just one year, just $1.1 million, I believe, was the contract. It's somewhere in that ballpark. And so obviously it's not a move that's going to make or break the Rangers going forward. But he talked about he himself being familiar with Jack Johnson from their time together in Columbus. And then also, of course, uh, Jock Martin, who is the Rangers' new assistant coach, he spent some time with Johnson in Pittsburgh as well. So both of them are familiar with him, and he said that the team was looking for a defenseman that could play on the penalty kill and that Jack fits that. Uh, Pittsburgh, for what it's worth, the Pittsburgh Penguins are also 10th in the penalty kill last year. Obviously, uh, Jack Johnson played some role in that. He did play on the penalty kill for them. We could debate how big or small of a role he may have played, but yeah, I mean, bottom line, Penguins had the 10th ranked penalty kill in the league, and he at least uh, contributed a little bit to that. He also said flat out the Ranger penalty kill was not good enough last season, and they just need to improve in that area. He also talked about Kevin Rooney, who is a center that the Rangers brought in from the Devils this offseason. He believes Rooney is a great penalty killer as well. And again, for what it's worth, the Devils were ranked sixth in that department last season. So uh, the idea in bringing in both of these guys, at least part of it, is to improve the penalty kill. 
Although I would counter a little bit by saying, well, what about Jesper Foss? You know, we let him get away for just $2 million a season to the Carolina Hurricanes. I am getting a little bit ahead of myself right now. We will get back to Jesper Foss in just a second because J.D. was actually asked about letting Jesper Foss walk in free agency. But J.D. also acknowledged that the Rangers uh, won't go out and sign a really expensive player for a long time due to their cap situation. Uh, he feels like the Rangers mostly have the pieces in place either on the NHL roster right now or on the way. And, uh, Again, regarding the penalty kill, I would, in fact, counter by saying that, well, we let our best penalty killer walk in free agency for a fairly inexpensive contract with the Carolina Hurricanes. But J.D. talked about Jesper Foss. He put him over as a, a great hockey player, a great person, and he was just unsure about giving Jesper Foss a long-term contract due to the players that could be on the way on the right side, on the right wing there for the New York Rangers. And he also acknowledged that the Ranger coaching staff really liked Jesper Foss because he plays the game the right way. But he also, you know, he mentioned that also said he was thrilled that Jesper Foss got himself a three-year deal, uh, but he just felt like they needed to let him go. And to me, it just might be one of those situations where you simply just cannot re-sign everybody. It's just it's just a fact of the NHL, and it seems like an inexpensive contract, and I really wish Jesper Foss was still on this team. But it sounds like JD is uh, really bullish on a lot of the players that the Rangers have coming along the way here. And for that reason, he was hesitant to give Jesper Foss, you know, a big time uh, long-term extension of three years because he feels like in that time, the Rangers are going to have players. He didn't say it quite like this, but you read between the lines a little bit. He feels like he's going to have players playing on the right wing for the Rangers who, if they're not better than Jesper Foss, and certainly they have more upside than Jesper Foss. That's what I make out of it. He wasn't quite so blunt about it, but reading between the lines a little bit, that's what I got out of it. Uh, he also talked about Keandre Miller, and if you guys remember, Keandre Miller was in training camp during the return-to-play portion of the NHL schedule this season when everybody was getting ready to go again. Now, Keandre Miller was not eligible to dress for playoff games for the New York Rangers, but he was able to participate in the camp, and J.D. said he was very impressed. He said Keandre uh, made some mistakes early in the camp and then just played great after that. He didn't even rule out Miller perhaps making the team on opening night for this upcoming season, so there you have it, you know, straight from the horse's mouth. I would still bet against Keandre Miller being in the opening night lineup, but clearly, you never know. We've been surprised by some players that have made the Rangers out of camp in the past, and we've seen time and time again, if you play well enough, you know, in the AHL or whatever it might be, that you can kind of force your way onto this Ranger roster. And we'll see if Keandre Miller is the latest to do that. Again, I don't see it happening on opening night, but I would be pretty surprised if we don't see Keandre Miller make his Ranger debut at some point in this upcoming season. And then he was also asked about Mark Stahl and Henrik Lundqvist. Obviously, Ranger legends, they've been here forever. Uh, he talked about how it was hard to go through all of that. He called Mark Stahl a heck of a Ranger, but he was also very honest. He says there's a time where you simply have to move on, and it was probably time to move on for the Rangers uh, from both Henrik Lundqvist and Mark Stahl. You know, those are the cold, hard facts, and it is tough to see them go, of, uh, especially Henrik Lundqvist, but that's just kind of the nature of the business. And right now, the Rangers have two goalies they feel very good about. They're going to move forward with Igor Shosturkin, Alex Georgiev, and, uh, of course, Henrik Lundqvist, now a member of the Washington Capitals. And then JD uh, was asked a couple more questions from fans. These are pre-recorded uh, video questions from the fans. One of the fans asked JD about being selected number five overall in the 1973 NHL draft and if he can relate to guys like Alexi Lafreniere, Capo Caco, and Braden Schneider being picked in the first round and all relatively high or, or very high in the case of Caco and Lafreniere. But, you know, JD, he was honest about it. He says he thinks he could have benefited from playing some minor league hockey, but he also mentioned that today's players, they've had international hockey, they've had uh, superior coaching than what he probably got and what the typical player typically got coming up in the 1970s, and he believes they're in a better position to play pro hockey. This was a great question as well. He was asked about his favorite moment as a player on the Rangers and also as an announcer, but he was told that 
His answer could not be the 1994 Stanley Cup Finals, the Stanley Cup Championship uh, moment for the New York Rangers. So as a player, he said it was in 1979 when they made it to the Stanley Cup Finals. Of course, they lost to that just ridiculously stacked Montreal Canadiens team that basically had an entire roster of Hall of Famers. They lost in five games there. But he said it was just very exciting to see that team just come together very naturally. Said they had a good mix of young and veteran players, and it just it just kind of clicked for them. And he said that that was uh, among his favorite moments as a New York Ranger as a player. And then as far as broadcasting is concerned, he mentioned some of the retirement nights that the Rangers have done for some of their former players and some different moments from the playoffs. But he said one of his first memories is when he used to do interviews during intermissions of periods. He said he was a shy guy back then, and he interviewed the late Bill Torrey, who was running the Islanders at the time. And J.D. said the mic was shaking in his hand, and Bill just powered right through the interview and never missed a beat. And then J.D. Uh, said he thanked him afterward for helping him get through it and said that, you know, Bill Torrey was a, a really good guy to him, really, really nice about the whole thing. So interesting to hear that. J.D. doesn't come off as somebody who's shy these days, but I suppose at the time he was, and uh, obviously got some help from the late Bill Torrey getting through that interview there. And then he also recalls as a broadcaster being in the press box before the game when the arena was basically empty. He said he would look out at the Madison Square Garden arena and just think to himself, how did I get here? I'm just a kid from Calgary. And, you know, you listen to all this, you listen to J.D. answer all these questions from Bill Pito here. Bill Pito did a great job with this whole thing, by the way. But J.D., you know, you hear this, all these answers, and you can tell he really loves being a part of the New York Ranger family. He's one of us. You know, I think that's the best way I can say it. You know, he might be the team president, but at his core, man, he's a fan of the New York Rangers. He just loves New York Ranger hockey. He lives, breathes, sleeps New York Ranger hockey. So that's cool. And then he also made a joke at the end of this answer here. He said that uh, Sam Rosen and the rest of the crew used to basically carry him through the broadcast, which... I mean, that's pretty funny, but at the same time, I would have to respectfully disagree with J.D. Sam Rosen's the best. He's awesome. Don't get me wrong. Uh, the crew behind the scenes, they obviously do a fantastic job as well. But J.D. was awesome, man. Anybody who doesn't love J.D. as a color analyst, I don't really know what to tell you, man. <laughs> you must be picky with your announcers. Um, and again, I thought this whole event, this Chalk Talk episode, uh, was very well done. It was very interactive with the fans, allowing fans to send in videos of themselves, asking questions to Lafreniere, to Schneider, to JD. Had a very casual feel to it. It only lasted for 43 minutes, so it didn't overstay its welcome. And again, I thought uh, Bill Pito did a really nice job presiding over the whole thing. And it ends and you feel like you got to know these players a little bit better. And that's always more fun. You know, I think as fans, we always want a little bit more access to the players, the athletes, the coaches. I think social media has kind of helped with that where, you know, fans can kind of interact with, with athletes on there. And, you know, you see more and more of these, you know, documentaries, these behind the scenes documentaries. I remember a few years ago, actually, it's probably about seven or eight years ago at this point, but the Rangers participated in the, uh, I think it was Cinemax, the Road to the Winter Classic. And basically, it just kind of followed the Rangers as well as the Flyers behind the scenes for, you know, a couple of weeks. And it was split up into five different episodes. And it basically just gave you uh, just a great look at the team behind the scenes in the locker room during intermissions, all that good stuff. It's always fun to have a little bit more access to the team. And again, you know, this whole event ends and you hear from JDE, you get a better feel of, you know, what the Rangers were thinking during free agency and during the draft and all that. And with Alexi Lafreniere and Braden Schneider, you feel like you get to know them, uh, not just as players, but also as human beings. So I love things like this, man. And I, I hope the Rangers will continue to do more stuff like this. You could do this with current players. You could do this with some of the other Ranger draft picks. Uh, the more, the better. You know, it's the offseason right now. 
the more access we have to these players, the more uh, content that the Rangers give us, the better. And it was just a really fun event here. So I just kind of wanted to give you guys the cliff notes, kind of share my thoughts about the whole thing. And yeah, again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. The only other bit of news that I have for you guys today is the fact that all Locked On NHL podcasts are going to go to three days a week beginning next week. And that's not permanent. Obviously, once the Rangers start their next season, we'll be back to five days a week like we always do. But this is kind of how Locked On operates. Anytime the sport is in the off season, it goes to three episodes a week rather than five. And that's going to start next week. I'm thinking for next week, I'll probably do like a Monday, Wednesday, Thursday kind of deal. That's kind of how we've done it in the past. It seems to work well for myself and for all you guys as well. So that's obviously subject to change. Obviously, you it could vary from week to week, but for right now, yeah, I think next week we can plan on a Monday, Wednesday, Thursday schedule. And of course, the Fantasy Hockey League. If anybody wants to sign up for some Locked On New York Rangers Fantasy Hockey, then definitely uh, tweet me or send me a DM on Twitter or send me an email. However you want to do it, whatever works best for you, it works for me. Claim your spot now. Spots are filling up fast. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.